In just a moment, we're going to begin our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. But as I begin the program today, I've got a few things that I really need to share with you. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. As I said, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to thank all of you that listened to yesterday's program as I as I shared with you a very special anniversary in my life. 50 years in broadcast, 25 years in ministry. And I have to wonder what God has in store for me next. What would he have me to do? I haven't talked much about it in a few days, but I need to share with you today before we get into today's program. I've been dealing with a lot of things. My wife and I together, we're we're looking at what God would have us to do. We have our our place in Georgia, which God was so marvelous to make sure we could have. It's a place that was uninhabitable when we bought it, and we have spent time repairing it, and now we're selling it with the hopes of using that revenue to move to a place where God would have us to be. Now, selling that house has been easier said than done. We probably, because of the time we were spending in Florida working on the transmitter project, we, we didn't, we couldn't get up to Georgia to get the house ready. And perhaps we missed the timing of the market as the market has been getting slower with this just awful economy. Now, tomorrow, Lord willing, I want to share with you my thoughts on the economic situation in the world. The globalists that really are trying to take control and what you and I can do about it, what we need to be doing about it, and why the church is probably not ready for it when it occurs. We know the church was woefully unprepared for a pandemic. It's going to be even worse when it comes to the next event, I believe, coming down the pipe. That's one of the reasons I do this program, Truth to Ponder, every day. It's to make sure you have information and news you can trust, because, look, You can't trust NBC, ABC, CBS here in the United States, PBS for that matter, New York Times, most major newspapers. You can't trust the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC. And even conservative outlets like Fox News have been known to, well, sell out. And there are times that I find they're reporting a little bit less than trustworthy. The hardest thing I have to do every day is trying to go through all the material that we subscribe to, to ensure, to vet it out, to make sure anything I tell you is true. And so far, by God's grace, we've been very, very fortunate not to ever have to come back and say we were wrong on something. This program started almost two years ago. And when it started, I didn't know how long it would last. I thought it would just last till we got through the pandemic and the election. But I knew in my heart, even in 2020, that the election was not in the bag. A lot of my friends, a lot of you, a lot of listeners were telling me, oh, man, Trump can't lose. He's got it in the bag, man. Look at look at his rallies, even with a pandemic. And and look at the stuff that Joe Biden's got. It, 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 Trump is going to have a second term and 
and we'll, we'll take back the House and the Senate and look what happened. Democrats kept a small minority in the House and because of what I consider cheating and theft in Georgia, it became a 50-50 balance in the Senate and Joe Biden was elected president. I said in 2020, if we, for any reason, if Trump should win, all we're getting is a little reprieve for what is to come. Trump, whether you like him or not, was an interrupter to the globalist. He was, I'll be honest, let's let's just call it as it is. He was a bull in a China shop, and the China shop was owned by the globalist, and they didn't like what they were seeing. And I believe they did everything humanly possible across the planet to get rid of him from office. And now even the Democrats are trying to get rid of him again with their stupid January 6th, what do you kangaroo court mess. This is like a Stalinist trial. This is the kind of stuff that Hitler did. Bringing in witnesses that lie. That's the new bombshell of the day. But it shows how desperate they are. We are living in a time where this world is, well, it's run, it's run full of demons right now, literally. The demonic powers of hell, embraced by the globalist are seeking to bring a one-world caliphate, so to speak, into play. And the church is the last line of defense. That's why I do this radio program. I want you to be ready. And I, the church was so woefully unprepared when the pandemic hit. Who, who would have thought in America or Canada or anywhere else that you know, we, we couldn't go to church on a Sunday? What do you mean we can't go? We can go to liquor stores and Walmart, but we can't go to church. We saw a government overreach then like I've never seen it before in my life. And that should have been a warning shot over the bow to all of us to know even even some so-called conservatives will, will steal your freedom in a heartbeat. We live in a precarious time. I look at the calling on my life in ministry and I'm trying to find out what God would have me to do with this radio program and other things that he just, I just wake up at nights thinking about. But right now I've got a health issue, as many of you know. And we have an appointment a week from today with a doctor here in Virginia. We couldn't get anybody lined up any sooner. We tried. Some doctors wanted to wait till October. Some were not taking new patients. Uh, We didn't know if we were going to have to drive back to Florida, which would have been a real problem because right now travel for me with this condition is not easy. We'd be stopping about every hour or so. And it's a, it's a problem when you have heavy blood in the urine and clots and it's, it's just, it's not conducive. And lately, you know, it's kind of come back. It was pretty bad a couple of weeks ago. It got better for a while. Then it started gradually getting worse again. I don't know what it is. CAT scan doesn't show it to be cancer. Not that that can be ruled out in the bladder. Could it be a embedded something in my kidney? Could it be an injury? We don't. We just don't know. But I do know that it has me drained and worn out like I've never been before in my life. I sleep longer. I'm getting up later. And I just want to stay in bed and rest. 
sometimes even yesterday, doing the program yesterday took just took everything out of me. And I couldn't get much done for the rest of the day. Had the radio program done by noon. And then I just spent the rest of the day just unable to do much of anything. I need God's healing touch. I need your prayers more than I've ever needed them before. I don't know what the problem is that I'm fighting. I know that sometimes telling the truth puts you in Satan's way. Don't know. But I'm just going to ask of you, my audience, this enormous favor to pray for me for my wife who is caring for me it's not easy and we are not even at home our home in Florida we can't get to for months Uh, our place in Georgia we're going to try to get there in about uh, two two and a half weeks depending upon what we find out next week and there's still so many things that God has laid on the table here for me to look at and do. I've got people that are clergy. Some of them are burnt out. Some of them have had a hard time, but they've come to me saying, Bob, what can we do to build the church to be resilient into this very dark future that in which we're heading economically and literally at war with, with the one world globalist. That'll be God willing, if my strength is up, what I'll be talking about tomorrow. So keep me in your prayers. Would you do that? Keep my wife in your prayers. This is not easy on her either. And my whole family. I want to thank those that gave me best wishes on my 25th anniversary to the ministry. I was 40, what, two years old when that happened. Not in my 20s. I was 42, a little later in life. But God can use an old, you know, codger like me. And I want to be able to pass along what I've learned as soon as I can, as I can, to those younger that that have that can be in the battle. I just want to make sure that I'm doing all that God has called me to do. And I just pray for healing of the body and encouragement to my spirit. And I thank each and every one of you for all that you do. Now, quickly... We're starting the month of July. We, we need to get caught up a little bit, but with your help, we can. Go to our website, truth2ponder.com. You can support us there by Give, Send, Go. Or you can write a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248, the city Crestview, Florida, 32536. Now here's Jim Calhoun with today's program. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. I'd like to thank all of the listeners for praying for Bob Behrman and praying for this ministry. That means so much. And we ask for your continued support and prayers. And believe me, they're very much appreciated. As I was getting ready to do this episode of Truth to Ponder, I had a lot of things hitting me as far as news events and situations that I'm seeing. And so this show is going to be, I'm going to consider it my observations. And I hope that other people are not observing what I'm seeing. But you have to understand that 
my part of the show comes to you from right in the center of the United States, right in the center of flyover country, where there's more cows than there are people. And so you would think that an area like this would be relatively safe. And as opposed to one of the big cities run by the Democrats, it's very safe. But there's still a lot of erosion taking place. And I want to talk about some cultural erosion that I see. And I also want to talk to you about the great drought that we're experiencing. And I want to touch on the food, or let's say lack of food, that seems to be coming down the pike sooner than later. And so I'm going to touch on those topics and several others. But I want to start off by asking the parents out there, what are you teaching your children? You might say, well, I don't homeschool my child. That's not what I asked. I'm asking, what are you teaching your children? Can your children balance a checkbook? Can they write their own resume? Can they do a balance sheet? Can they read? Can they add and subtract? Can they change their own tire? What have you taught your children? Now, hopefully, I've convinced a lot of people, if not everyone, to homeschool their children. But there's lots of rubber-meets-the-road issues that our children have no clue about because they're being raised in an alternative reality. They're in a cyber world. Everything is online. It's all digital. Nothing's real. I'm just going to give you some observations. I've seen young people the last few days, and the temperatures have been 95 to 105 degrees. Very hot. Matter of fact, I would say brutal. It's been that hot. But yet I'm seeing young people walking around with coats on. And one young man in particular had a hoodie on. And he had the hoodie over his head. And it was a very heavily built hoodie at that. It wasn't a flimsy light one. It was a heavy one. One that you would see probably in November or December. And to top it all off, he was walking in the direct sunlight. He was nowhere near any shade walking on concrete, and this hoodie was black. So you wear a black heavy-duty hoodie when it's 100 degrees out, and you're in no shade at all walking on concrete. What does this young man know? Does he know anything? Can he survive on his own? What has this young man learned in his life? Does he have any common sense? It didn't seem so. And I saw another young man that was wearing a very heavy winter coat, but I got a good look at him, and he looked like he was out of his mind on drugs. Now, the first one with the hoodie, I couldn't see his face because he had his hood up. But it makes you wonder, is common sense dead? I know that common sense is no longer common, but in this younger generation, is it dead? And going back to what are you teaching your children? or probably more specifically, what are you not teaching them? I was loading hay in this 100-degree heat, and unfortunately, I forgot my water jug. But I didn't have that much hay to load, and I took my time, 
and I made sure I didn't overdo it, but I got everything loaded. And the field was 12 miles away from the ranch here, so I had a 12-mile tractor ride. And the halfway point was the church that had the water that I knew where to get some water. And so I thought, you know, I'm really thirsty. It would be a nice little break because the tractor only was going about 10 miles an hour because I don't like to go very fast when I'm hauling hay. And so I pulled into the church and I got some water and I splashed it on my hair and on my face and refreshed myself. And I was walking back to the tractor and I noticed that I had a wheel loose on the trailer. Matter of fact, it was so loose that it was almost ready to fall off. But it hadn't hurt anything yet. It just kind of dished out the holes in the rim a little bit. And I looked across the way, and there's a baseball diamond, and there was a whole group of young men between probably 17 and 19 years old that were baseball players, and their coaches were there. And they were all in a big group, all at the pitcher's mound, having a little conference of some sort. And I saw all these pickup trucks that these baseball players had driven to the ball diamond. And so I told myself, surely there's a whole bunch of wheel wrenches in these trucks. So I walked into the stadium and walked up to the group of young men. I said, excuse me, I'm having some troubles with my trailer. I have a wheel falling off. Can I borrow a wheel wrench from one of you folks? And they all looked at me like I was speaking Martian. And one young man who was about six foot five and 250 pounds a real good-sized guy, looked like he was kind of what you would call a man's man, looked at me and said, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what a wheel wrench is. And I said, well, they're also called lug wrenches. And I looked at all of the players and the coaches, and all of them had a deer-in-the-headlights look. And the coaches said, well, uh, you're free to look at our tool shed and use any tools that we have, but we don't know what a wheel wrench is. And I was looking at a group of young men that, back years ago, a group of young men like that would all have a car that they were be rebuilding or making a hot rod out of it or fixing or something. But here was a group of young men of about maybe 20 or 25 young men and their coaches. And not one of them knew what a wheel wrench was. Now, that absolutely floored me because I knew what a wheel wrench was when I was like five years old when I was helping people change tires. They used me as a gopher. I'd go for this and go for that, and one of the things I had to go for was a wheel wrench. And so I just assumed that everybody knew what a wheel wrench was. And so I have to ask the parents, what are you teaching your children? Are you teaching them how to change a tire? If you're not teaching your children how to change a tire, then you're actually putting your children in harm's way because there's lots of things that can go wrong out on the road. And one of the things that can go wrong is being stranded and having the wrong people show up to supposedly help you and they end up helping themselves. And that happens quite often, especially now. And so your children should all have a working knowledge of how to handle a road emergency, like a flat tire. And so it makes me wonder, where is our whole society going when our young men, who are very athletic and very outgoing, don't even know the basics of car care? 
Now, I know I'm sounding really old here, and I guess every day I'm getting older like everyone else. I'm going to have to say that never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would, in this part of the country, walk up to a group of young men and have them be totally oblivious to what a standard automotive tool is. And so I got to thinking, what else doesn't this generation know? And so I have to ask, how many people have learned how to cook, or sew, or can, or even properly use a shovel, for that matter? How many of our young people can actually construct anything, like a fence, or hang a door, or lay carpet, or roof a house? These used to be skills that almost everyone knew. As a matter of fact, years ago, in shop class, they would teach the students how to weld and do woodworking, how to hammer a nail, how to set a screw, how to joint things together with glue, how to use dowels, the different kinds of wood. And a lot of the young women were taught how to cook and how to sew, and they called it home economics. And right now, it's just crickets. They're not teaching anything like that. They'd rather be teaching about drag queens with drag queen story time and pedophiles coming into the schools and the social engineering and all the other things that make it very necessary for you to pull your kids out of public school and homeschool them yourself. How many young parents in their 20s and early 30s if they don't know what a wheel wrench is, how many of them can actually homeschool their children? I don't know. When we talk about things that are broken, it's easy to look at Washington, D.C. It's easy to look at illegitimate Joe Biden, who is disgusting. It's easy to look at all these people like that and point at them and say, see, they're the problem. But I really think that the root of the problem is we, the people, are not training our children up the way that they need to be trained. We have a whole generation of young adults that, pardon me for saying this, but they're prime candidates to be slaves because they can't do anything on their own. you got a whole generation hooked on things that aren't real, on alternative universe, on a cyber world where people can experience things just by putting this little visor over their eyes and having these computer-generated images make you feel like you're actually skydiving or, or whatever activity that you choose to experience, but you're doing it in a virtual world. You're not doing it for real. And I really think that they're setting us up. When I say they, I think the evil Satanists, the globalists, they're making it to where People won't talk to other people except through cyber. And who knows what's being recorded? Who knows if you're actually talking to another person on the other end of the line? Computers are getting so sophisticated, as robots are, that within a very short period of time, it's going to be very hard to distinguish between a human and a robot, especially on the telephone. And so it makes you wonder, where are we heading if we're not teaching our children the basics? So that's the first thing I wanted to touch on this show is teach your children. Teach them everything you know. Teach them how to balance a checkbook. 
Teach them how to write up their own business resume. Teach them how to work. Teach them how to appreciate. And please teach them how to change a tire. If our society is going to be saved in any way, shape, or form, it's got to be up to the parents training their children up the way they should go. That's where it has to start, and that's our strongest line of defense. Another thing that I've been noticing is a lot of people can't wait for the midterm elections, as if that's going to change anything. You do know that Liz Cheney is supposedly a Republican, and also Mitch McConnell is supposedly a Republican, and Mitt Romney, and all these other rhinos. What makes you think that a whole bunch of different people that have a different name that might take over the office of a senator or a congressperson from their district, but they're in reality the same people that are being voted out? Because they're rhinos, a lot of people getting in there just for their own pocketbook, and a lot of the leftists are in there just to be social engineers. Nobody is running for office that I have seen for we the people. The only people they're running for is special interests and their own pocketbook. And so thinking that we're going to have this really big victory in the midterms and everything's going to quote-unquote go back to normal, I think you're fooling yourself. I don't think that is going to happen. I don't think it can happen. Now, I'm not saying not to vote. But I've got to admit, I did not vote in the primary. I am so disgusted about what happened in 2020. And not only that it happened, but all of these different states let it happen. And all these delegates that knew darn well that Joe Biden was not elected president certified it anyway. And of course, the media was driving that. Of course, they went along with it because they were part of it. And then the Mitch McConnells and the Mitt Romneys of the world. They were all part of it as well. I've heard a lot of people say, well, we're going to get a bunch of MAGA people, the Make America Great Again movement people, elected, and everything's going to turn around. And to that, I've got to say good luck. I hope you're right. But I also got to tell you, you need to get real. The reality of everything is, is that our government is nothing but a bunch of puppets, and they're being controlled by Klaus Schwab and other people in the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization or or any of these other quote-unquote elitist groups, that all they have in mind is destroying our great country. They're on the verge of destroying Canada, and they've already destroyed, in my opinion, Australia and New Zealand. And right now, people who were born and raised in the United Kingdom can't even recognize their own country, just like we can't recognize this country here today. And so if you're one of those people that are holding out hope that the midterm elections are going to change things, I've got to say, I hope you're right. I hope that I'm wrong. I really do. But I honestly feel that there's no politician on earth that can or will fix all the problems that have to be fixed or society is going to cease to exist as we know it. And another thing that's bringing our societies down is this death cult. I've mentioned it several times on Truth to Ponder, but there's definitely a death cult. And there are people that wear tattoos of skulls and bones and death. They wear t-shirts that have death on it. And it seems like that some people do it for fashion. 
The people that are getting tattoos have to understand a couple of things. Number one, when you get a tattoo, most of them are very unique to that person. Maybe it's a common tattoo, but it's in a unique part of your body or a different color or something than than some other similar tattoo. And so what they are are identification marks. So, of course, all these New World Order people are telling everyone, get a tattoo, it's in. It's the fashion thing to do. All the folks out there that are tattooed, you have to know that you've done nothing but brand yourself. It's like the cows going into the branding fire and saying, okay, please brand me. I want your brand on my hide. Because now you've made yourself very much easier to identify. And also, the type of tattoo also tells people what kind of person you are or what your thought process is. And you've actually just branded yourself. Now, that's all well and good if that's what you want to do with your life. But you need to know that's what you've done. And the people that have all the death tattoos, and there's lots of them. As a matter of fact, I'd say that about 85 to 90% of the people that have multiple tattoos will have some kind of tattoo on their body that I would consider a death cult type of a tattoo. And I see young children wearing coats and have their shirts that have skulls on it. I've seen little babies in little jumpers and little sleepers that were full of skulls and crossbones that had a pink or a blue bow in their hair. And so definitely we have a death cult that's being pushed on our people. And unfortunately, our people are looking at that and they're listening to the propaganda that this is cool, this is in, this is in style, this is going to make you very popular if you do this. And so you have people that maybe in a weak moment, Maybe this is something they've been wanting their whole life. I don't know. But they go get some tattoo of some ghoulish type of a death item and stick it right out there for the world to see. Or they wear patches or coats or shirts that have death symbols all over the shirt or all over the clothing. And I don't know why anybody would want to rush out and tell the world that they're part of this death cult. Now, I know there's some listeners to Truth to Ponder that would fit that description, that they have these kind of tattoos and they like to wear these kind of clothes. And they're probably thinking, well, this guy's nuts. This is just a fashion statement. You might think it's a fashion statement in your head, and you really might have yourself deceived into thinking that's what it is. But what you're showing the world is, is that you have the brand, the brand of the death cult, and you chose to wear it. And so I think everyone really needs to consider tattoos. You really need to consider what you're actually doing to yourself. You might say, well, it makes me better looking or more attractive or makes me look more sophisticated or whatever reason you give to mark yourself with an emblem of death. But I really think there's lots of self-deceived people out there. So I just think people need to be aware that lots of people like me see people like you, the tattooed people with the death cult, and that's immediately what we think, is that you're a cult member. Now, you might think, well, that's ridiculous. I'm the nicest person in the world, and you might be. But still, it shows what is in your heart. And as some ghoulish skull, if that's what's in your heart, and you're paying good money to have that put on your body to display to everybody, then you have to understand that people that really don't know you are going to obviously jump to a conclusion that you're part of some sort of a death cult. And I know that's not going to be a very popular notion among some of the listeners. 
but I think they need to hear it because I think that our population is being manipulated and brainwashed and told things that aren't so. And I think one of the things that our whole society is being told is that tattoos are cool. They just need to know that the people that are pushing that narrative are the ones that want to see you branded so they can identify you much easier. And that's just my opinion. But I've really thought it over. But every time this issue comes up in my mind, I end up at the same place. And that's the opinion that you just heard. And on the other side of the break, I'll be back to pick up where I left off. And once again, my my thanks to Jim Calhoun for filling in for me today. I appreciate each and every one of you that, that support and also pray for this ministry. Now, I kind of mentioned it yesterday. I mentioned it at the beginning of the program. Whatever this health issue is that I'm going through, it, it, it seems to be, well, getting a little bit worse again. I feel tired. It's, it's really hard to get before this microphone to share with you. But I pray that next week, when I finally get to a, a specialist appointment to try to, to find out what is going on. Now, just for those of you that are, have not been listening, a few weeks ago, I started having a blood in the urine issue, and it was a lot, and it was scary. Went to a urgent care, twice to an emergency room, had CAT scans done. While they can never rule out, you know, bladder cancer, it doesn't appear to be. And for several days, it was getting better. And this past weekend, it started getting a little bit worse again. And so, of course, I'm concerned, but I'm leaving it in God's hands. And I also know that I need to give my body some rest. For whatever reason, even thinking, even sitting down to do, helping to put together today's program has not been easy. So right now, your prayers are appreciated more than you'll ever know. And hopefully we'll feel a little bit better and be able to do tomorrow's program. I've got a lot that I want to share that I think you need to hear. For the moment, my concern is making sure this program stays on shortwave radio. I believe this program is going to go through some changes over the next couple of months to make it better, to give you more information, to do more than it's ever done. But I'm still a believer in shortwave radio. And I know that a lot of you listen there. I hear from you all the time. If you can help us in paying the shortwave airtime bill, there's several ways to do it. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. Look for the support tab. You can either support us from a Christian organization, Give, Send, Go, even PayPal, or you can mail a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and send it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code in Crestview is 32536. 32536. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. Complaining against whom? Let's find out. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Are you complaining, my friend? Are you blaming anybody for your problems? 
and you're frustrated with other people, how your life is going. Well, if you are, what are you really doing? Well, you know what? You may not realize it. Anytime we blame anyone for our problems, we're ultimately blaming God. Think about it. Who's in charge of everything? If you're blaming somebody for your problems in your life, who are you really blaming? Who's in charge? Well, you're blaming God. If you've got to complain against anybody, you're ultimately complaining against God. Maybe you forgot who's in control. He's in control. Even your problems are under his control. Even those things that seem to be out of control are under his control. So if you're complaining about your life or your situation, then it's either one or two things. Either you forgot that God is God, or you're blaming and complaining against God. Either way, it's not a winning proposition, my friend. But good news, you can be at peace. Whatever the complaint, whatever it is you thought you should have but you don't have or you do have but don't want, whatever the regret, whatever happened you wanted, you didn't want to happen or the thing that didn't happen that you wanted, you don't have to be in conflict anymore. You can be at peace. Remember, God is in control. God was in control. God will be in control. So don't complain. There's no point. It's never good to complain against God. You know, he's right. So don't complain. There's nothing to complain about. Trust in the Lord. Give thanks instead, knowing that he's in charge, and if you're in his will, he's going to work all things out for your good, and you'll be blessed, because he loves you, and he's in charge. Want more? Ask for the finishers. Now, the free gift for you, what if you discovered the place of the lost Ark of the Covenant, something as awesome, the mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, it's our free gift to you, and Sapphire's Daily Spiritual Vitamins, guaranteed to revitalize your walk, or a free New Testament. How do you get these gifts free? easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. You will be blessed to get and receive your free gifts. Just call 1-800 and that's Yeshua 1. You definitely will love it, but call now. That's 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless the unreached peoples of the world. Imagine you could spread a billion tracks around the world. The farthest way through shortwave radio, it's amazing. The farthest way you can ever spread salvation. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, stop complaining, my friend, but rejoice and give thanks. Shalom Alechem in Messiah Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in today for Bob Beerman, and Bob will be back tomorrow with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. I've been thinking an awful lot this past week about deception, and it seems like everywhere we look, we're being deceived. You know, a lot of the biggest moments in my life that I can look back on with fond memories have kind of been destroyed due to the fact that I'm doing so much research trying to stay one step ahead of these globalists. And I'm finding out that a lot of the things that I was taught in school and also taught from other people is just flat plain wrong. And it seems like the deception is everywhere you look. And I'm going to start with a space program. Now there's lots of people out there that swear that the moon landing was a hoax. And there's lots of people that swear that it wasn't. 
Well, I was one of those people that was right in the middle. I was willing to entertain the idea that it was hoaxed, and I was also willing to stay the course and keep defending the moon landing as something that actually did happen. And so while I was researching some other things that I wanted to talk about on the radio show, I happened on this video that was trying to prove that the moon landing was a hoax. Well, I watched it, and it was pretty convincing. But not quite. I still thought that possibly there was some doctoring and some photoshopping and some things like that happening. And so I told myself, well, I've thought for years that the moon landings happened. And so while that video was compelling, it wasn't enough to quite make me change my mind. And then I decided, well, I'm going to find a video that confirms that the moon landing was real. And I went to that video and watched it. And it was during that video that I made up my mind absolute that it was hoaxed. We were lied to. It wasn't anything that was said. It wasn't anything that they were pointing out. It's just something that I noticed because someone like me would notice this because in the springtime, I do lots of plowing and disking and planting. And during the summer, I do lots of hay harvesting. And a lot of the fields that I'm in are fairly dry. And so my wheels kick up dust. My wheels kick up dirt. And as I look back at my machine to make sure everything is going fine, I, I do try to notice how much dirt and dust the wheels are kicking up just to know how dry the ground is. It's just a habit. So I'm watching this video, and they were touting the fact that they had the lunar rover. And they showed the lunar rover taking off. And what did the dirt do? What did the dust do? It did exactly what it does on Earth. So if anyone understands the way the dust falls back to Earth and the dirt falls back to Earth, we'll look at that video and watch the wheels turning on the lunar rover and know that there's absolutely no way that they're not on Earth. No way whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you, that really deflated me because all of the astronauts were my heroes. But a lot of my heroes are turning out to have tarnished armor. Everywhere I look, everything I research, and it's rather disturbing. But I do understand this, that I am on the winning team because I believe in Almighty God and Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. And so my team is already a winning team. But all of these other things that I really was pulling for and was really a fan of, it's disheartening is what it is. And so I decided to look into the whole thing as far as the space program just a little bit more. And then I realized, and I should have realized this all along because they're hiding it in plain sight, all of the planets except Earth, I do believe, are named for pagan gods. And all of the missions to space from NASA were named after pagan gods. And I started looking at other things that are really using pagan gods and also Satanism and anything that will take away 
from the glory of God or take away anyone's belief in God to where it'll shake people's faith. And you see it everywhere. When you start looking for things that are hidden in plain sight, you start to see them. It's like the vaccine is safe and effective. Well, number one, it's not a vaccine. It's a gene therapy drug. And it doesn't prevent anything. As a matter of fact, it causes more people to catch a disease than anything else. And so it's not effective. I watched a news report the other day of a row of newborn babies that their parents were recently jabbed with the death shot. And so here's all these babies that were born with basically no immune system. What future do they have? Are they going to live to make it out of the intensive care unit? What are we doing as humanity? What are we doing? There's so many people that want to be a rah-rah cheerleader for their team. Democrat, Democrat, rah-rah-rah. If you're a Democrat and you don't see what's happening, there's something really wrong with you. And then the people that are Republicans. Republicans, Republicans, rah, rah, rah. The Republicans are just Democrat light. They're all corrupt. And all of them are involved in cover-ups. All of them are just involved in all sorts of things. The Republicans are pushing a lot of money towards Ukraine. And any thinking person would realize that the whole situation in Ukraine would already have been done with had not all of this interference and foreign money being poured in to Ukraine to fight Russia. And so the United States is fighting a proxy war against Russia with the dead bodies of Ukrainian citizens. That's evil. I'm not saying that Russia's right. I'm not saying Ukraine's right. But I am saying what I do see. I see a proxy war. And I see the United States and NATO being the bullies. And I see Putin as an aggressor for going into Ukraine. But if you want to look at the whole history of that whole conflict, is that our CIA and MI6 from Great Britain and some maybe some other, let's say, Secret Service-type groups went in and pulled off a coup in 2014, and they installed a puppet government. And that puppet government was after the people in the Donbass region in Ukraine because they wanted to secede and go to Russia. And so the Ukrainian army was unleashed on Ukrainian civilians that happened to speak Russian. Now we can talk about the Holocaust and we can talk about the persecution of the Jewish people, but we don't dare talk about the persecution of Russian-speaking people. They act like it didn't happen. You can't say one is good and the other is bad. They're both bad. And so we're being lied to all the way across the board. And I have no doubt that Russia is lying as well. But this much I do know. It's escalating. It's getting worse. The food crisis is going to be worse. The economic conditions are getting worse. And who's going to suffer? We the people. And why? Because we have a bunch of corrupt people that can't tell us the truth, that are deceiving everything, and they're trying to build a whole alternative world for these quote-unquote elites 
because everyone knows that the elites should be running everything and the elites should be in charge of all of the resources on the entire planet. Because you know that people like you and me, we're just useless eaters. And so if they don't have a job for us to do as a slave type of a job, then we're better off to be euthanized. And then we have people like Bill Gates that are absolutely evil, and people absolutely are worshiping at this man's feet. And for some reason, people treat him like he's a very knowledgeable man, and he's a doctor. And I don't think he's either. I think he's evil. I think he's a puppet. I think he's someone that's just manipulating everything he sees. And I think that he's a child of his parents, and his parents were both for euthanasia. They were big into that. And then you look at these other quote-unquote elites, the royal family in Great Britain, and the Rothschilds, and Klaus Schwab, and all of these other people in these secret organizations. And I watched a documentary just yesterday that was made in 2012. Had I seen that back in 2012, I probably wouldn't have believed it. But this documentary is a warning to the world of what's going to happen. And all the way through this documentary, I just had to shake my head because these people had it pegged probably at 95%. They were correct. They knew exactly what was coming and why. They read the reports and some of the papers of the quote-unquote elites, and they had speeches from both of the George Bushes and Obama and the Clintons, and it was obvious where they were heading this. We just didn't see it because they hid it in plain sight. Because the deceit is everywhere. Now, I know I'm jumping all over the map because the deceit is all over the map. Do you realize that it was under Obama that they made it mandatory for diesel engines to have to have diesel exhaust fluid, the DEF, that you hear so much about? It was the Obama administration that made that a law or made a decree that that's how the, the diesels had to be manufactured. And so they were setting up a crisis because if you don't have the DEF fluid in the truck's system, the computer will recognize that and the engine will not start. And so if you're a truck driver and you run out of the DEF fluid, you better have other wheels because that truck's not moving. And so I think that was put in place on purpose. And so later on down the line, if they wanted to shut down the trucking industry, all they had to do was make the DEF fluid unavailable. And also, that affects the farms. And I'm noticing we're still seeing an awful lot of destruction in our food warehouses and our production facilities. And also some of the producers are losing animals. And I don't think any of it is coincidence. The great drought that we have here in the central part of the United States is very evil. I watch my neighbors out there putting up their hay, and, and you can't see their tractors or their implements because the cloud of dust they're kicking up is going up 40, 50 feet up in the air, maybe even higher. 
and it engulfs the whole tractor and implement. You can't see anything. You just hear the motor. So all day long, the farmers are working in a fine, silty dust. Now, the way I put up hay, I don't kick up that kind of dust because I hay the old-fashioned way. But the modern way of harvesting hay is high-speed harvesting. And I don't do high-speed harvesting. So since I don't have the speed, I don't have the dust. And that's one of the reasons I do low-speed harvesting, because the dust gets into the hay, and it's hard on the enamel on the cow's teeth. But that's another story for another day. But you don't really hear anybody talking about how bad this drought is and how it's going to affect our food supply. And let me tell you, folks, it's going to affect it very, very badly, very harshly. And then all the deceit that's going on at the southern border of the United States. You have people like Ted Cruz, who is supposedly this great Republican, great conservative. He seems to be more concerned about spending money to send to Ukraine than he is to protect the border of his own state. Now, what's wrong with that picture? Now, I don't think there's any politician alive, including Donald Trump, that's going to get us out of this mess. I think the only thing that's going to get us out of this mess is if we the people take charge and do what we need to do, number one, and number two, do everything in truth. All of this deception, all of these lies, we cannot join in. We can't fight fire with fire and fight lies with lies because Satan would like nothing more than to turn people that are normally honest people that don't tell lies. He'd like nothing more than to convert them to his side and turn them into liars as well. And I don't know about you, but I've never complied with any of these mandates, and I never will. And also, I don't agree with people just to get along. Because if someone would come up to tell me I needed a mask or something, I would tell them no. I would not get aggressive with them, but I would turn into a stone wall and they would have absolutely no doubt in their minds that they had run up against someone that they're not going to bully. Because I will not be bullied by the government. I will not be bullied by the medical tyrants. I won't be bullied by this false system that these New World Order people are trying to put in. And another thing that's deceitful is they're trying to get rid of all of our protein they're trying to make the protein to where it's overpriced or they're trying to price the protein out of the common person's pocketbook. Also, the attacks on our food facilities seem to be attacking centers that either produce or process proteins. I think that's done on purpose because, remember, we're going to eat bugs. Now, some people might say, well, a bug, a cow, what's the difference? Well, do you know what kind of bugs they want us to eat? Have you done any research on that? Well, I've researched it a little bit, but for the most part, when they say insect protein, they mean processed maggots. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to eat maggots. And I'm sure that if these New World Order people came out and said, well, you're going to have maggot protein, everybody would revolt against that. But since they say insect protein, well, that's probably well and good. These people hide things in plain sight. And so I'm to the point where I trust almost nothing. 
because I have to research it. And also with the modern methods of manipulating media as far as taking recordings and altering them or video and altering it. We live in a time where it's so easy to be deceived. And so how do we fight this, all this deception? The only two ways that I have come up with is number one, walk in truth yourself and always walk in truth and don't fall into the dark side. Don't shade things. Don't embellish. Tell the truth even if it hurts somebody. Tell the truth. Because in the long run, if you might hurt someone's feelings if you tell them the truth, but you might be saving their life, you never know. Because people need to be told the truth. You don't have to be mean about it, but I don't think you should lie to anybody for any reason. But the most important thing that we can do is pray for discernment. We need to have God lift the scales from our eyes so we can see what is true. Just like this lunar rover thing I talked about earlier where I saw the wheels kicking up dirt just like it would here on Earth that let me know that that lunar rover was on Earth. I don't know how many times in my life that I've seen that footage of the lunar rover going across the moon. I know I've seen it more than once, but now that I'm heightened as far as my awareness and I think I'm a lot more awake than I've ever been in my life I can see things that are hidden in plain sight so I think that we should all pray for discernment and pray for God to lift the scales from our eyes pray for wisdom and pray to be in God's will and if we stay the course and walk in truth I have no doubt that God will bless that because right now we need truth tellers more than ever. Well, I hope that the listeners got something from my message this time. I really do enjoy coming on Truth to Ponder, and I really want you to keep praying for Bob Bierman and praying for the ministry. And if you would like to support this ministry with a financial donation, that would be very much appreciated. You can send a check or money order and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, Truth the number two, Ponder, and the address is 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 3248 Crestview, Florida, and the zip code 32536. I do appreciate you listening today, and until next time, everyone walk in truth, pray for discernment, stay strong, keep your powder dry, but most of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, Visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.